there is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mincaro. Thank you, Harley. Thank you very much. Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! Let's go, Brandon! Hey, we are. We are Bill and Allison. Say hello, Allison. You were with us running the board <laughs> I today. Am, I'm, I'm sort of preoccupied. And I have an announcement to make right off the bat. You heard the Let's Go brand. We are LGBT supporters. <laughs> and what I mean by that is we support Let's Go Brandon theme. The Let's Go Brandon theme. The LGBT. So let's just let you know right off the top of the bat where we're coming from. But we are Bill and Allison, and we are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. Indeed. Our verse of the day, we like to bookend our show with a verse from the Bible. This is from uh, the, um, uh, John, the book of John. Jesus said, if you do not believe that I... <clears throat> he didn't do that when, <clears throat> when he said it. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And, of course, he means those who are spiritual. Uh, though, though he were dead, yet shall he live. We will be, Christians will be resurrected. And uh, when he said, you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sins, he, of course, meant I am the Savior, the Son of God. So it is 9-10, Hill Country Patriot time this morning on a Saturday morning, and we certainly are happy to have you with us. Uh, temperatures around the area are currently in the mid-50s. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day. Highs will be in the mid-70s all over the area. So uh, w get out there and enjoy this gorgeous weather while you still can. Absolutely. Yeah, a week ago, I was shivering in, in, here in the studio. Uh, yeah. And wearing my jacket the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was cold in here. Uh, I, I came in this morning, and uh, there's a, a note with a little gift for me. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's from Harley. And it says, Bill, this is for you. Wear it so people will know. <laughs> and it's a little button, or big, pretty big button, in black with white lettering. It says, humble. <laughs> what, 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 what's Harley trying to tell you? He's, he's admiring me for how <laughs> humble I am. And I, I've always thought that, you know, my humility was one of my best qualities. And I, I, now, I'm glad can, to see. Now you can prove it. I can prove it by wearing this button. I'm glad to see that, that other people recognize uh, how humble I really am. And, exactly. of course, I remind them quite often if, if they, <laughs> they forget. Oh, anyway, that's what we're doing, silliness, today. 
Uh, Allison, what uh, what have we got for the show today? Well, we have a special guest. Franklin Sanders is an author, writer, speaker, and investor, Army veteran, and precious metals expert. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Talking has never been my strong suit. <laughs> really? No, I don't believe that. I, after so many years of marriage, I do not believe that. Um, plus, we're going to have Texas history, local events, the real news behind the fake news, news of the weird, and as always, lots of laughs. Oh, laughs. And and I want to start with a laugh. Um, right. If y'all were listening to the uh, Seth comedy clip just a few minutes ago, um, the comedian was talking about going through security in Mexico and how woman you know had a knife on her and they they, they let, her, let her go through. Um, we had a, a personal experience with a security a gun going through security in Mexico. Uh, we were returning from Cozumel, Mexico, and friends of ours had bought a Talavera sink. It was a beautiful sink. One of those hand-painted, beautiful mm-hmm. Mexican sinks, yeah. And the uh, store boxed it up for them since they were flying, and they wanted it to be it very, a, very it secure. It was in a, cr- a wooden crate yeah, a wooden you know, crate. with a lot of straw and you know the slats. The, they pounded the nails together. So they made the crate in the store. So they um, sent it through but we were the only ones at the airport it was absolutely deserted yeah, us, we got there very early us and security so uh they put the the box through the uh, scanner the x-ray machine and uh the security guard says to our friend oh mister senor, senor i was there i watched it well you were there too yeah senor, um, senor there is uh this is a big this is yours and he said yeah i said oh we got a big problem man so um so they showed Don the, the X ray in with his sink was a gun. Pistol. Yeah. A pistol. And if if you don't know, um having taking a gun into Mexico or having a gun in Mexico is a it's a federal crime. Um for, for friends of ours just had a uh, nephew. They had to fly down and bail out of um jail in Cancun, and they paid ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's that wasn't to the court. <coughs> it was a ninety thousand to someone's pocket or several people's pockets. Well, the rest of the story about our friend who went through security uh, and the they said, "Oh, this is a problem, sir," and they showed him the X-ray of the gun in this case with the sink. It turned out to be a joke. That they're they're playing he, a practical joke on us. He freaked out. And then they just laughed and laughed, and then it was a joke. It was a, they, what they had was a, a picture of a gun through an X-ray, and they they stuck it up for training purposes to show people what it you know looked like. But they showed him. They they claimed that that was his, <laughs> and uh, he did not find it funny. I found it very funny. Actually. I know. But, uh, of course, I wasn't the one thinking about going to a Mexican prison for the rest of my life either. So there you go. Oh, what have we got? Okay, we've got a little Texas history for you today. Uh, in, on November 20th, 1943, two Marines from Texas earned the Medal of Honor for their heroic actions in the desperate battle for the Pacific Island of Tarawa. Staff Sergeant William James Bordelon of San Antonio landed under enemy fire that killed all but four men in his unit, and he remained in action even after he was hit. He provided cover fire for a group scaling a seawall and disregarding his own injuries went to the aid of two wounded men in the water. He was killed while single-handedly attacking a Japanese machine gun position. 
Then First Lieutenant William Dean Hawkins of El Paso, who was commanding a scout sniper platoon, moved forward under heavy enemy fire and neutralized the enemy troops assaulting the main beach positions. During that day and night, he repeatedly risked his life to direct and lead attacks on pillboxes and enemy installations. At dawn on the 21st of November, 1943, he resumed the dangerous task of clearing the beachhead of enemy resistance. Though seriously wounded in the chest, he refused to withdraw and continued to carry the fight to the enemy until mortally wounded by a burst of enemy shell fire. After the island was secured, the airstrip was named Hawkins Field in his honor. And yet another notable Texan, Corporal Chris Cole of Avery, Texas, was also in the battle and was blinded by a Japanese grenade. He returned to Texas and became a state legislator, judge, and advocate for the blind. In 1969, the legislature voted to name Austin's Rehabilitation Center for the Blind in his honor, Chris Cole. Mm. So that's uh, some Texas history that you should know and some very, very, very brave men and uh, heroes that uh, won the Medal of Honor. So that's, and I think Allison, oh, we have a local event coming up here that we, every, several local events that we'll be telling you about throughout the program, but uh, you're invited to come celebrate downtown Kerrville today, Saturday, November 20, from 10 to 5.30. There'll be sales, door prizes, giveaways, refreshments, live music, and a parade with Santa... Will be in the parade. And I suspect the Hill Country Patriot will be I in the parade. Don't suspect that. I know it. Uh, <laughs> we, so, we, we saw the cow pulling out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did. The annual lighted uh, holiday lighted parade and courthouse lighting ceremony again today. Uh, starts at the uh, parade, starts organizing around 10. Uh, and it will, let's see, it will, uh, oh, Santa Claus will arrive on his signature fire truck. Uh, the parade will commence at the corner of the G Street Bridge and Water Street. It will travel westbound on Water Street, make a right on Earl Garrett, and end at the Kerr County Courthouse. And uh, after the parade, enjoy a Christmas program, caroling, and the lighting of the courthouse, 45-foot tree. Uh, looks like about 6 o'clock, the, uh, yeah, the 6 o'clock holiday lighted parade and courthouse tree lighting to follow. So you de- definitely want to get there by 6 o'clock, but you can get there earlier. There'll be awesome shopping, delicious food on Water Street and Main Street. So bring your family and friends. Bring your gift list to shop uh, and enjoy all of downtown. So that's going to happen today. That's a big deal for for, uh, Certainly is. for us. Big, big deal. At nine, Pill Country Patriot Time is 918. And Allison, you have a local story, do you not? I do. I want to follow up on a story that I did last week um, about the founder of Pearl Brewery. He founded it in 1883. And uh, his wife... Emma became disabled, so he hired a nurse named Emma, and um, he started having an affair with her, and her friend moved in, and he was having affairs with both of them, and uh, paying their rent and um, giving them a stipend every month. Um, but one of the, one of the Emmas, uh, oh, they were all, all three named Emma, um, but uh, one of them decided to get married to somebody else. And the uh, third Emma uh, shot Kohler dead. She was very unhappy with him. So <laughs> she was. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, after he died, his wife, who had been bedbound, uh, took over the brewery and she ran it very successfully, even during prohibition. Uh, 
At that time, she converted the operations to dry cleaning and auto repair, uh, making near beer, ice cream, and soda. Um, but now, there is now a hotel named in her honor. <laughs> it opened in 2014. It's, this is in the Pearl Complex. It opened in 2014 on November, November 12th, the anniversary of Otto's death. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, at the bar at um, the Emma Hotel, uh, they actually did make a drink. It's called the Three Emmas, and it has what's in it is pearl beer and rose cordial, and that re- represents the wife, Emma the First, the strong wife who ran the brewery. The, the second ingredient is Amatiliato Sherry, which represents Emma number two. But number th- the third ingredient is botanist gin, and that represents Emma three, who shot and killed Otto. Mm. The other ingredients are lemon juice and grapefruit juice, and frankly, it sounds terrible. But <laughs> yeah, really, really. <laughs> anyway, so that, so, so that, that drink, if you want to go try it, is the three Emmas. not only of sight and sound but of mind well you know what this means news of the weird coming right up your next stop the twilight zone the prime minister today did a press conference in the press room in downing street and the press conference was for eight to twelve year olds don't ask me why um he's doing a press conference for eight to twelve year olds um, but no doubt anybody questioning his green views, because they've all been taught about this at school. Let's have a little look at the Prime Minister talking earlier on today. 97% of the mass of mammals on this planet is, is humans, and our animals, yes. our domestic animals. Just 3% is left for the wild. So, so how sad. do we start to rebalance it? And I think we certainly could start by rewilding our yes. oceans. There's a lot of you space to do that. feed some of the human beings to the animals. That, well, that would that would be. We could have a vote that then, Ness, if there's any candidate. What is he on about? And I was told he'd given up drinking for Carrie's pregnancy. I'm not sure I believe it, listening to, listening to comments like that. He seems to have lost his marbles. And a new concept there introduced, not only are we going to rewild 30% of British agricultural land, we're now going to rewild the oceans. I don't know what any of it means. I don't know what any of that means either. But that, of course, was uh, Boris Johnson, the uh, uh, Prime Minister of England, by making those ridiculous comments about uh, feeding people to uh, to wild animals to reduce the population and to rewild the, you know, whatever their terms was. Rewild the oceans? I don't know. These people get crazier by the minute. 923 is our Hill Country Patriot timing. While, while Mr. Johnson was apparently making these comments uh, in jest, uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, the Green Movement has long called for population control. And that's, I believe, that's what's behind all of this uh, uh, pandemic, uh, uh, vaccination stuff that's uh, a lot of vaccination. The vaccinations, we're seeing a lot of uh, 
uh, reports of uh, sterility and other uh, problems with the with the vaccine. Uh, giving it to children and children basically don't get COVID, and and if they if the ones that do, the death rate is minuscule. But yet they want to vaccinate all children, uh, which uh, sterilizes a, lot, a number of them. Um, and now they're calling for boosters, like every three exactly. to six months. Exactly. Uh, Probably forever. And, and putting, uh, as Cuomo did in New York, and other and other people did in other places, putting people who were sick with COVID, elderly people, into nursing homes where they were uh, where they infected other people. Uh, I believe it's all a plan to reduce the population. Uh, it's uh, genocide, uh, eugenics. Uh, remember, these people are are uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, the biggest pro-abortion, uh, biggest abortionists in the world, uh, except for probably China, uh, was was founded. Uh, by Margaret Sanger, uh, and you can look her up, S-A-N-G-E-R, and she is uh, was one of the founders of eugenics, which means killing off uh, people you don't like, whether by their race or by their age. You know, old people, uh, their attitude is old people are, are a drain on society. They cost, cost us money, uh, so let's kill them. Uh, and I think that's what's behind all this pandemic stuff, because um, the Green Movement, as I said, has long called for population control, to reduce carbon emissions and to save the planet, uh, climate change—it's all phony. Uh, example: of the former chairman of Britain's Financial Services Authority, Lord Adele Turner, argued that countries in the Western world should welcome falling fertility rates as it will en- enable them to achieve emission reduction goals. Uh, in a 1981 interview uh, with Michael Salomon on uh, the title "The Future of Life," Jacques Attali who was counselor to French President Francois Mitterrand and was the first head of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, said, quote, the future will be about finding a way to reduce the population. We start with the old because as soon as they exceed 60 to 65 years, people live longer than they produce and that costs society dearly. Then the weak, then the useless that do not help society because there will always be more of them, and above all, ultimately, the stupid. We're, we're going to kill them. Now that's what the direct quote from uh, Atali, the counselor to Mitterrand. He said, euthanasia, quote, will have to be an essential tool in our future societies in all cases. We get rid of them by making them believe that it is for their own good. Overpopulation and mostly useless is something that is too costly economically. Socially, too, it is much better when the human machine comes to an abrupt standstill than when it gradually deteriorates. And this is 1981, and he said this, quote, we will find or cause something, a pandemic, targeting certain people, a real economic crisis or not, a virus. It doesn't matter. The weak will succumb to it. The fearful and stupid will believe in it and seek treatment. We will have made sure that treatment is in place, treatment that will be the solution to killing people. That's my interjection. But I'm going on with Attali. The selection, quote, the selection of idiots then takes care of itself. You go to the slaughter willingly by itself. And to to wrap this up, it's all written down in books and policies of governments, institutions. I've long said, you don't have to believe in conspiracy theories. Just read what the conspirators believe. You know, some people believe in the conspiracy theory of history. Others believe in the coincidence theory of of history. And it's just talked about by people in power. Yet still people think these same people, uh, governments and scientists, are all trying to save their lives from a man-made flu virus with gene therapies described as a vaccine, as a cure, and the way to return back to normal, which are all already causing massive harms and deaths. 
this is exactly what they've been planning for decade, decades. They attack those who refuse to go quietly into the night and won't get vaccinated. Uh, you know, it's the filthy anti-vaxxers' fault why things are not going back to normal. Uh, but uh, these people have already drank the Kool-Aid, and the only normal they'll get back, or what uh, Attlee calls the stupid, is that of death from experimental gene therapies full of poisonous chemicals. Well, and the FDA has asked a federal judge to give them 55 years to release the data related to the Pfizer COVID vaccines. 55 years 55 to release years. information? But, um, meanwhile, Americans are forced to take this vaccine to hold a job but have no right, rights to see how this vaccine was was approved. It's Yeah, it's called but, a vaccine. It's experimental gene therapy. Exactly. It is. So, so nobody's going to know until their grinch, grandchildren are around. In yeah. 2076. 20, Henry David 55 Thoreau. 55 years. That's amazing. Henry David Thoreau said, disobedience is the true foundation of liberty. The obedient must be slaves. And uh, to finish up with, uh, Ottilie was uh, uh, in, uh, speaking in 1981. It is much better, quote, when the human machine comes to an abrupt standstill than when it gradually deteriorates, uh, unquote. Kind of like a pandemic, maybe. Uh, so this is not conjecture or conspiracy theory um he predicted in 1981 there would be genocide, and he was for it genocidal culling of the over 60 age population the weak and what he called the stupid which would be the catalyst for which would be finding or manufacturing a viral pandemic and the following statement he made is all the more conspicuous quote pandemics could be ready for unleashing at will unquote well, we got it the parallels between Attlee's predictions in 1981 of such genocides being unleashed in the 21st century and the events of COVID-19 are chillingly striking. So, without the majority of the public believing blatant government lies about a, quote, virus, which has never been isolated or purified, by the way, there's a British scientist has offered a quarter million pounds, which is around a half a million dollars, to anybody who can prove the existence of COVID-19, and nobody has stepped up to claim that. Uh, the censorship of opposing views and the creation of a police state would have been impossible if, weren't, if people hadn't drunk the Kool-Aid and that's believed right. all this crap. That's right. Okay, that's my rant for the day. <laughs> well, I think, I think we're, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, I think so. It's Hill Country Patriot time, 9.30 in the morning. And we're Bill and Allison Mencaro on Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9. Online at hillcountrypatriot.com on your radio dial 104.3 and 102.1. And you can listen to our podcast 24-7, first couple of texasradio.com. After this short break, our guest will be Franklin Sanders, who's the author, writer, speaker, investor, Army veteran, precious metals expert.
Our guest is Franklin Sanders. He's authored hundreds of insightful articles about money, markets, precious metals, alternative health, the Christian life, and much more. And by the way, all those are available at his website, themoneychanger.com, and that's T-H-E, and then put a dash in, and moneyinger.com. He also authors the Money Changer newsletter, a monthly uh, newsletter on those subjects and more. And I am a subscriber. Uh, Allison and I are subscribers. We don't subscribe to many newsletters, but that's one of them. Uh, he also has authored uh, the Next Great Depression Survival Manual and At Home in Dogwood Mud Hole, which is a delightful read. Uh, so, Franklin Sanders, uh, wanna, it's our honor to welcome you to the Bill and Allison and Carol Show. W- welcome, Franklin. Well, it's my honor to be with you, Boyd. Thank you, it's sir. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. There's obviously from the introduction, there are many topics we could talk about today, and hopefully down the road we'll get to some more of them. But what I wanted to uh, talk to you about today, it's an email that came from one of our listeners, and I'm just going to read you part of it and ask for your response to it. And I'm going to uh, let her know uh, that this is being broadcast as well. So here's part of her email that came. My family and I live in Fredericksburg, Texas. My husband works at the Nimitz Museum. Our son is in middle school, and I currently serve solely in our home. I listen to the news, enjoy researching, read my Bible, pray, and pray some more, and keep hearing people say, be prepared. Well, we feel prepared in our spirit with Christ Jesus as our Savior, though when it comes to our finances and being prepared for things on earth, we are far from it. So there's being prepared for a fire or a disaster, There's being prepared for another freeze and electricity goes out. There's being prepared financially. And do you keep a stockpile of cash at home? Or is money moving to digital assets? We've been hearing words like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. There's being prepared like a prepper might do in preparing for a societal breakdown. There's being prepared for a grid collapse and maybe living off-grid with a garden and solar power, goats and chickens and beyond. And she finally says... My head has been swimming in this for a while now, especially with the shot mandates and wanting to protect our health, breakdowns in governments overseas and at home, natural disasters around the world, and I could keep going. Sometimes I just want to, quote, little house on the prairie, our lifestyle, get off the grid, start growing that garden and homeschool my child. But the other side of me is always seeking God's guidance and leadership and wanting to help and serve others, not hide out in the bush. So here's what happens instead. Nothing. It's so overwhelming at times. I'm not sure what direction to take on any of these things. Therefore, I don't do anything. What's your response to that, Franklin? Well, take a deep breath. <laughs> That's my first response. You know, the, you run the risk of overwhelming yourself, and you let perfection become the enemy of, of any preparation at all. And the thing I think we have to you have to start with is Psalm 91. And by that, what I mean is you, you have to remember you can do all the preparing in the world, and it won't do you a bit of good unless God blesses it, because God is the one who protects us. So you, you have to start there. If you don't start there, you're going to be eaten up by anxiety. Um, and it's just, you know, you're, you're going to end up just saying, well, I'd just rather lie down and die than have to keep up with all this. The second thing is, uh, God does not depend on what you do to save you. In other words, he, he, 
do what in the providence of God you have the resources to do, and in the exercise of your prudence uh, you you accomplish. But you're not going to, you can't do everything. <laughs> you just can't do everything. And a lot of the things that she mentioned in her article, I mean in her letter, really overlap. In other words, let, let me give you an example of what I mean. The food that we eat today is rotten. The, the food that you buy is just almost without nutrition, where it doesn't actually hurt you. Um, and so you, you need to you need to be eating uh, nutritious, nutrient dense whole foods. And you can buy those from your local farmer. But one of the things you can do is you can build, you can have a garden, just a garden in your backyard. And you would be surprised how much food you could grow in a flower bed. It's just astounding. Um, so that's something that's good for your soul and good for your body as well. Another thing, in 1989, I think it was, I went to Nicaragua. And that was right before they had the election in January of 90. And the, the country had been just wrecked by the civil war with the Contra, between the Contras and the Sandinistas and so forth. And it was interesting that every family had a chicken coop. Every single family had a chicken coop because those chickens produce eggs and you can eat, eat the chicken too. So, uh, and, and to tell you the truth, it's a lot of fun having chickens around. I mean, chickens are fun to watch. So unless you live in a neighborhood where the neighborhood association forbids you having chickens, why not have chickens anyway? They, they'll add something to your life. As far as, you know, preparing for all of these other disasters, I think it's a good idea to have a generator so that you, you can generate electricity. And what's happened, what happened in Texas with that power outage certainly shows the sense of that. But you can get a generator for a few hundred hundred dollars and stockpile a little gasoline, and that's that takes care of all that. Um, so, I mean, that, this is the kind of thing that that I'm thinking about. If society completely breaks down, my goodness, how will you survive? You know, the, the worst thing I think about preparing for today is this is not 1932. In 1932, when we were when the Great Depression hit, people were still kind. People, you know, families would move in together, and they just they just you know squat down and do whatever they had to do to survive. People are not like that today, and they're not nice. Um, you can't imagine in 1932 there being a riot in the in a in a grocery store over the last loaf of bread. You can sure imagine it today. And so I think I think you have to take that into account. And that means that everybody ought to learn how to defend himself. I mean, especially women. And by by saying that what I mean is you need to learn how to shoot a gun. You need to have you need to have some sort of firearm to protect yourself in your home. And uh, you need to have some training in it to know know how to use it. So the things that I've mentioned so far are not huge. Uh, you know, and they're not that terribly expensive. Um, you can get survival food. Uh, you know, you can go out and spend fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a year for four people for food for four 
people. But uh, what you can also do is every time you go to the grocery store, just buy a little extra long-term storage food, beans and rice and things like that, maybe even canned goods. Uh, and that way you don't, you don't, you're not trying to make it all work at the same time. You know, you're not bearing the whole expense and burden at the same time. Does that make sense? Am I talking sense or? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you talk about food. Um, during our deep freeze in, in Texas, which you referred to, um, we, um, I, while we still had electricity, and we were very fortunate, we were only without electricity for 12 hours. But while we, we don't. Well, some, some, people uh, out, some people were without electricity for up to a month because yeah. they were out, out, in very, right. you know, yeah. out in very rural areas. So, so we were really fortunate. But what I did, while, while the power was still on, lights were still on, I went through our pantry. We have a very well-stocked pantry. It's just the two of us, but, but we have plenty of food. But I went, went in there, and I pulled out things that could be eaten without heated up. Beans, um, you know, tuna fish, mm -hmm. sardines, things like that that, that, that we could eat without, without uh, electricity to, to heat them. And, plus, and we have a battery-operated can opener. Yeah, I was going to say, that, I was just <laughs> thinking the best... One of the best things you can have is a <laughs> manual can opener. Don't, don't forget that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, Franklin Sanders, we can well, talk. Let me, let me go back and. All right, let please. Me go back and just say one, one more thing. Yeah, please, please. Uh, about the the grid failure there in Texas. You know, maybe y'all have noticed, but the world is becoming much more. The, the whole country is becoming like a third world country. Post office doesn't work. Oh. Phones don't work a lot of time. All of these breakdowns that we're just not used to. And the, I think the problem is, you know, a, a, an economy like the one we have is a very intricate and interdependent operation. And it requires concerted and diligent efforts of millions of people. And when those conscientious people aren't around, the system won't work. And in case you haven't noticed that conscientious people seem to be in hiding today <laughs> or, or going into hiding. So uh, anyway, I, I think it's going to get more difficult over time. Well, and the things that the government has done to the economy means that there are going to be many more, many more difficulties with the economy. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned the post office. For a fact, I just read this uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the post office is purposely slowing down mail delivery and and i i haven't read why but it it things that used to they would say for, you know certain types of first class mail they would say two to three days for delivery now they're saying four and i i honestly don't know what what that what that's about well i don't either well part of it is is uh COVID, the, the regulations from COVID. right yeah that's and, they, they use you know, that. i don't I don't want to take pot shots at the post office. I mean, they're not the only people who have problems, but obviously they do. And the COVID requirements uh, just really obviously cause them a lot of trouble. But the post office is just another one of those systems that in our whole big complex system that just doesn't work if if it doesn't have enough people who are conscientious and diligent. Exactly. Exactly. And in any... In any organization whether it's a government bureaucracy or a private company uh you know it's run by people and if the people are not competent right. or if they're strung out on drugs there's enough of that the whole economy starts to collapse exactly right. exactly 
Well, we've been talking with Franklin Sanders. Uh, and as, as I mentioned there, we could spend a lot of time uh, talking with Franklin. We appreciate your time today. Uh, he is, uh, you can uh, subscribe to his free daily precious metals price report and market commentary. Uh, that's emailed every day. All you have to do is go to his website, and which is The Money Changer. And there's a dash between the and money changer. So it's T-H-E, then put a dash in, M-O-N-E-Y-C-H-A-N-G-E-R dot com, themoneychanger.com. You can see all the articles he's written there on many different subjects, and uh, you can buy his books. And uh, I highly recommend you subscribe to his free commentary as well. Thank you, Franklin. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Thanks for the invitation. And uh, listen, um, that's just kind of a beginning. I'd I'll be glad to appear some other time and talk about gold and silver. That would be great. Or, you know, put explain why you ought to buy it and how to buy it and so forth, and can probably save them a lot of trouble. That'd be terrific. Let's plan on that. Should make me happy through the years. Never bring me. As you know, you're listening to Bill and Allison Mancara. We'll be. Right back, hillcountrypatriot.com, every morning, every Saturday morning Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro, Hill Country Patriot, 9 o'clock every Saturday morning. Well, we are back indeed. Hey, there he is. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, uh, yeah, we are LGBT supporters here at the <laughs> Bill and Allison Mancaro Show. That means the Let's Go, Brandon theme is <laughs> right. what we support. We also support our local events, so be sure to come and celebrate downtown Kerrville today between 10 and 530. There'll be sales, door prizes, giveaways, refreshments, live music. Uh, it's all going to happen downtown on Earl Garrett and the courthouse. Shopping, delicious food, bring your family and friends. Uh, this is a once-a-year deal. The Hill Country Patriot will be in the parade. There'll be a holiday-lighted parade. It's going to go go around. Let's see. It starts. Uh, what time does it start? Uh, the lighting of the tree starts. supposed to start at 6 o'clock. Oh, parade. Uh, on the courthouse. The parade will be earlier than that. Uh, they didn't tell me exactly when the parade will be, but I assume it'll be a couple hours before that. Um, the, uh, arrival of Santa Claus on his fire truck. The parade will commence at the corner of the G street bridge and water street. It'll travel westbound on water street, make a right on Earl Garrett and end at the Kerr County courthouse. And after the parade, uh, they'll have a Christmas program caroling and the lighting of the courthouse tree. So the parade will be, you know, an hour or two before that, but right. you, you ought to go downtown and, and, uh, because, uh, there'll be, uh, 
a lot of shopping, uh, a lot of food going on, door prizes, giveaways, uh, live music going on. So it's going to be a, a fun time in downtown Kerrville today. So even if you don't live in Kerrville, come on down for it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be something to see. Uh, and again, Hill Country Patriot will be in the parade. That's right. So you know, you'll see you'll see your favorite stars live <laughs> and in person. Except we're we're chained we're chained to the studio. So we're chained we, to the studio. So they, don't, they don't they don't they they're very smart to not let 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 us out of the studio. Uh, but, so we're, we'll hold down the fort for them. Uh, Nine fifty four in the morning, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And am I right? Yes, we are. Okay, and we'll come back. Just momentarily. So stay with Bill and Allison and Carol Show on the Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro on Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 on your radio, online at hillcountrypatriot.com. We're on your radio dial 104.3 and 102.1 FM. Absolutely. And uh, a couple of items we uh, want to remind you about. Uh, this morning until 11 o'clock, the San Antonio Food Bank is coming to Kerrville. And it'll be at the hosted by the First Presbyterian Church in Kerrville today until 11 o'clock. And uh, till noon today, the Junction City Park is having uh, the uh, stock up on your Thanksgiving essentials. And it's never too early to start Christmas shopping. So that'll be in Junction City Park today. Kerrville VA Medical Center is looking to fill registered nurse and licensed vocational nurse and nursing assistant positions. Uh, there'll be a job fair today. It's going on right now until noon from uh, at the uh, Kerrville VA Medical Center Auditorium on Memorial Boulevard in Kerrville, so make sure you get to that. Uh, also, the Hill Country Youth Ranch is having a half price on all boutique clothing, sh- shoes, purses, accessories, and style show items. Uh, last day is today, uh, so get over there. It's uh, 3171 Junction Highway in Ingram. And we are out of time. Uh, we are Bill and Allison and Carol. We are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. And remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, been listening to the bill and allison mencaro show heard each saturday 9 to 10 a.m on the hill country patriot